Hi, welcome to church today. The message you're about to listen to came from a recent gathering at our church. Be encouraged as you enjoy this message. Father, we thank you again that we can do this through prayer in Jesus' name. And we pray for everyone to make a connection with you, whatever you have for their lives. Whatever you have, we ask for the release in Jesus' name. Father, we have dreams, we have wishes, excitements, hope deep in our spirit. We have all kinds of expectations. Many are pregnant with carrying things that need to be birthed at this time. And we just say thank you for the doors opening. We command doors in Jesus' name that are from God to be open. 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 Open up doors. I know that many years ago, I prayed. I just got fed up with my life, you know, and I walked over in my little office in Berkeley Square, and I walked over to the Evening Standard. Whoa, that's a wobbly thing. (laughs) Thank you, though. It's okay. I come down there. Prefer it down there. Thank you. Okay. (sighs) And I walked over and I slammed my hands down on the London Evening Standard. And some of you have heard it before, but some of you haven't. And um, I just said, God, if you have anything for my life. I was bored. How many of you have been bored with your life? Go on, put it up. Put it up. It's okay. You're bored. You're bored. You get bored with it. And I was bored with it. And I slammed my hand down on the London Evening Standard. Oh, that's so good. Look at these guys. You guys are amazing. Thank you. I'm all organized now. So we like to make room for everybody. So I slammed my hands down on the London Evening Standard. And I just looked down, as you do, and it just, these two little lines just jumped at me. Famous impresario seeks secretary. And I thought, huh, impresario, I don't know what that is. Because you would know what it is. I didn't know what it was, just a girl from Norfolk. I wasn't really a country girl, but Norfolk has its own mindset. A bit like being up at the barn. They have their own mindset. You have a mindset. Just step out. I want you to step out of it this morning and just wipe the slate clean. It said, famous impresario seeks secretary. And I thought, whatever. So I rang the number and a very posh voice answered. And I was told that 200 other girls were coming for the interview the next day. But they had one opening at 6 o'clock. And I thought, fine, I'll stay later at work and I'll go. And it turned out to be Brian Epstein, the Beatles manager, And since then, God has revealed to me the power and given me insights, the power of music. And I'd like you to open your Bibles to Luke 18, because he spoke to me the other day. I wasn't really thinking about anything as you are. You know, I wasn't praying him passionately. What do you want me to say to the church this month? But he just spoke to me and he said, I want you to teach on persevering faith. 
Now in Luke 18, we know this passage. I'm going to read it down to about verse 8 from the Amplified, if you want to put it up in the back. But Jesus told them a parable. Remember, a parable was something he spoke to people who didn't quite get it all the time. So he didn't just give them scriptures. He gave them a parable. And that took them into spiritual truth. And maybe God is speaking to you in parables. Maybe sometimes it's just, you know, you're out and about and you see something on a bus or you get a, I got a prompting Thursday and I said to Rod, we should, we should talk to this friend of ours. And then he did this morning and it touched him very deeply. I, I, don't you long to go with the promptings of the Holy Ghost? Holy Ghost is saying something. It doesn't necessarily mean he wants you to change the future, but he wants you to tap into what he knows. God knows everything. And I don't need a prayer partner. I've got one, the Holy Spirit. But I need to listen more. You need to listen. We all need to listen more. So listening skills are really important. So Jesus told them this parable to the effect that they ought always to pray. And not to turn coward, faint, lose heart, and give up. We shouldn't give up. That's not an option. Giving up on life, a marriage, a relationship, a church. Giving up is not part of what we do as a Christian. We just don't give up. God bless you, Gosha. You just don't give up. You know, she's amazing. I'm not saying... That's what we should always do, but you're good at persevering. And verse 2 says, he said, in a certain city there was a judge who was neither reverenced and feared. He didn't fear God and he didn't reverence God, nor respected or considered man. He didn't like either. He didn't like God. He didn't give any thought for God and didn't care about people. And we've known people like that. They come into our house. They just don't care. They just do what they want to do. So verse 3 says, There was a widow in that city who kept coming to who? To him. And saying, Protect and defend me and give me justice against my adversary. Isn't that good to know you can have somebody who will protect you? Somebody who will give you justice. And for a time, verse 4, he would not. But later he said to himself, though I have neither reverence, and he knew, I have neither reverence or fear for God, nor respect man or consideration. I mean, he knew who he was. We think people sometimes are just ignorantly doing this and taking advantage. They actually know what they're doing. And yet, verse 5, because this widow continues to bother me, I will defend and protect and avenge her, lest she gives me intolerable annoyance. Intolerable. I like that. I don't know why, but I do. Because there are things that need to happen in this nation. I believe God wants us to be a united kingdom. I really do. I live it. I breathe it. I I feel it deep in my bones. And I believe that music and us singing and us flowing in prayer is going to do that. But he got it. He said, unless she gives me intolerable annoyance and wears me out by her continual coming. So I never have a problem coming to God again. I just keep coming. 
I don't, I'm not saying I do it every day, every minute of every day. I do do it every day, but I'm not, I don't always do it the same. In other words, you don't keep praying about the same thing because he did hear the first time. He likes us, God. He loves us. He chose us. He wants us to walk like him. He wants us to walk like Jesus, to be like Jesus. So if we passionately poured out our heart to him, then it's good to just say, thank you. You heard me yesterday or last week. You heard, he heard you. Don't keep going on and let your soul know. You know, just tell your head because so many of us are ruled by our heads. But he said, unless she wears me out with her continual coming or at the last she comes and rails on me or assaults me to strangle me, guy." Then the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. I I love when you kind of slow down, you listen to what the Lord says. Because without first knowing the integrity of God's word, who he is, what what have you got to say? So when he said to me in verse 8, we'll just jump to there. I tell you, he will defend and protect and avenge them speedily. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find persistence in faith on the earth? And that's where God stopped me the other day. He said, because I was like, what do you want me to do now? What's the body supposed to do now? You know, haven't you ever been like that? Yeah. You know, what's next? Where are we going next? What's happening next? I know I'm destined to do certain things and to administer certain things and give certain things. I know that. And it's been a long journey. In fact, we did a video, which I'm not sure we should really show it now, but I do a video each month. And it was where I started in Stuart Tower in London, where God began to deal with my faith. In Psalm 99, I've put here in your little monthly bulletin, To thank God, he's your high tower. Thank him, he's your high tower. He's your stronghold. He's your refuge, especially in times of trouble. Anybody got time of trouble? Yeah, I got a few things. I got a few things. Come on. I don't, God hasn't taken me into a place where we can just do a show. That's not what this is about. This is about going deeper. Much deeper. You don't call me up for prayer or email me or or write to me for some surface conversation. You want to go deeper. And God's taking us all deeper. And this thing of persistence in faith on the earth, this is where Jesus is coming back. What's he going to find? What's he going to find? Is he going to find you in faith? What are you in faith for? You know, when I lived in Stuart Tower... And I went to work for Simon D. when he was the BBC's blue-eyed boy. That was a long time ago, 1968, I guess. It was a long time ago. I've been saved. I've been a committed Christian, a born-again Christian since 1978, since the summer of 1978. Before that, if you'd asked me, I would have said I was a Christian because I lived in England, was born in Norwich, went to a Christian school, had a Christian family, you know, all the usual stuff. But when I became born again, life changed. Maybe you've come here today and you're not certain, you're not assured you are born again. This is a good morning 
to make that decision. It's good to make that decision because everything changes. When you give God your heart, he's the best lover in the world because he loves your heart. You think it's impossible for him to give you a couple of million or 10 or 20 or 800? I used to think, oh, that's too much. No, he can do whatever he wants. Come on, let him do whatever he wants. Expand, open up. Don't be worried about a few thousand dollars or pounds. Don't be worried. And don't step out of integrity. Do it right. Father, we ask you now, we ask you, Holy Spirit, lead us and guide us and help us to do what you want us to do. Help our faith to match our destiny. That's always been one of my prayers. Help my faith to match what you've destined for me. And maybe you start helping God and you start helping God putting the pieces together. So when he comes, will he find persistence in faith? And faith works by love. So it's crucial that you understand love. Let it go. Just let it go. Have a new beginning. Don't feel sad. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Don't try to help God put you in the place he wants to put you. Let God be God. Okay? I know it sounds really simple to say that, but doing it is a whole nother realm. Letting God be God. Let him, you know, I cannot change a heart, but Proverbs, I think it is 21.1, says... God holds a king's heart in his hand and he can turn it as he turns the many watercourses. He can do it. If he says he wants to teach us and he wants us to teach on persisting, persevering, if you like, it's a long obedience in the same direction. Persevering, you just keep going. How many of you still got a dream in your heart and it's not fully there? I do. And people tell me it can't be done, it won't be done. I mean, you get all kinds, because when, Deuteronomy 7, I think it is, when, thank God the Lord shows you years before you need it, when you go into the promised land. It's not an if, it's a certainty. It's a certainty where God is taking you. He's taking you into the promised land. And many times we think, well, I was ready 10 years ago. No, you weren't. You thought you were, but God knew. So when, Deuteronomy 7, I take you into the promised land. So it's not, it's not an iffy thing. It's a definite thing. But you've got to persevere. You've got to keep going. And you've got to do it by the kingdom terms. You've got to say, listen to what he's saying. Years ago when he told me not to stop eyeballing, I didn't think I was. Sometimes we don't think we are doing what we are actually doing. Sometimes you don't get it. God doesn't want you to be seducing the world. He doesn't, he doesn't count what the world says. It's what God says. And when you say to somebody who doesn't believe, well, what did God tell you? They get very defensive. Have you noticed? They get really defensive. And you need to be aware, really aware that God can do whatever he wants. Now look at this in John 16, verse 24. He says in the Amplified, Up to this time you have not asked a single thing in my name as presenting all that I am. But now ask, and what? 
and keep on asking. Ask and keep on asking. You will receive so that your joy, your gladness, your delight may be full and complete. So, you know, the other day I was saying, okay, I just want to remind you of something I asked you the other day whenever I did ask the first time because you put this in me. Huh? So what do you want me to do? So he persevere. Like that is so boring. <laughs> that is so boring. Oh yeah, I know you don't talk to God like that. <laughs> that is so boring, God. And then he showed me a picture the other day. Let's go over to uh Second John. I've still got loads of stuff because I like putting stuff in my Bible to remind me when I open it. There she goes. Second John, verse 8, says, Look to yourselves, take care that you, that you may not throw away, lose, throw away or destroy. How many times have you just thrown away what God's actually put in you? Come on. God's put in you to see tens of thousands, millions, a nation, you're a nation changer, to see people come into a new level of holiness. God, that's what God does. He puts in us, whether we prophesy, whether we write a book, whether we tell a story, whether we minister, whether we teach it, however it is, God puts in you what he wants in you. He, he does, whether you think it or not. He, he says, I've made these people, I've formed these people, I've created them with a plan. God's got a plan. Yes, Satan's got a plan, but who cares? Who cares if Satan can do that in the world? Well, how much more can God do? I fear for what's coming to the city of London because it is changing. My friends came a couple of weeks ago and they came to Chosen and they didn't come to church. They will. It's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. So first John, no, second John. Don't throw away or destroy all that we and you have labored for, but that you may persevere until you win. Are you winning? I'm getting there, but I haven't won yet not all that I've seen, persevere until you win and receive back a perfect reward in full. We were on one of the uh, Deborah Company prayer court calls a while back, which I think I'm doing one tomorrow night. But um, I was like, okay, we can stop praying if you like, because I don't stop praying till I win, because my maiden name was Can, and I know I can, because I know God can. So you may be feeling a little bit like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing in this new season. We're in a new month. What's happening? What's going on? God is a high tower. God is a stronghold. I remember when my faith clicked in and I moved into Stuart Tower, I said to Simon D, I don't have money to furnish this place. He said, oh, just put some furniture in. And I was like, okay, but that meant getting a washing machine, getting a cooker, getting a fridge, getting all these utilities utility machines, you know, all these kind of practical things that, what did I care about them, you know? But anyway, my faith 
suddenly engaged. Listen, faith is going to come to you guys because you love, because you love God. He's going to impart to you, maybe even right now, maybe even next week. I don't know when. It's his business. It's not my my business. It's his business. Okay, you know that you have need of certain things to happen. Some of them are impossible. Some of them are totally impossible because they're heart-changing things. But God will do it. He'll come away you weren't expecting him to come. And you just have to persevere until you win. If you're not winning, just tell yourself, I'm going to persevere. Come on. I feel like I want to shake you up this morning. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. I'm going to persevere. You think, oh, I think, well, that person's too important. That person's too well known. Oh, really? Well, funnily enough, they will read your book. They will listen to you. They will come to you. They will respond to emails, even if a week's gone by or a month's gone by. Who cares? You're going to persevere until... You win. You just have to. That's just the way it is. And the darker it is, and the more it looks like you're not winning, I don't know, it's just something in me. I just love that. I'm like, you shouldn't do that to my God. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't tempt the Lord your God. Because he's gifted different ones to inspire, to encourage. I know, regardless of conditions, if I persevere, if I just persevere. So that's a word for this month, to persevere. You're going to persevere until what? You win. And you know when you win, because suddenly on the inside of you, it goes, woohoo! <laughs> woohoo! I'm winning! And that's where victory comes. Actually, persevere means victory. We're Christians. We go past that uh, building and I go, you belong to Dom. Ha! I don't know when. I don't know even if it's going to be a different one. I don't know. I don't have all the answers. But I know your faith has to grow. I remember walking through the barn about a year ago thinking, oh, I don't have faith for 30000 to pay the rent. I just don't have faith. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, faith works by love. Because I was saying, I love this place. I love being here. I like this church. I like being here. There's some places you love. You love standing behind the keyboard. It's obvious when you love something. Think about what you love. What do you love doing? You love knocking on that front door with the word of the Lord and taking the letter, don't you? You just love that. You have no idea what God's going to do. You have no idea when people are going to read the words that you've written. You have no idea. It's out of your hands. You're not in control. But what's great is you just keep persevering. I don't know what God's told you to, to share. I don't know what dreams you have. But I know if he brought people into your life to teach you himself and to teach you things and to help you, then you must persevere. You must not give up. This is not the time or the season to give up. Yeah, we'd all like to think, oh, done with that. Done being treated like that. 
treat someone else like that. Treat the dog like that. Don't treat me like that, right? But, you know, you go to the Word and he says, huh, I'm going to be your high tower. And when I went back to Stuart, maybe we should, if you should find that video for the month, we should, I'll just show it to you. Because I live way up high. Do you, just give me a thumbs up when you have it. And God spoke to me and he said, remember where your faith went into action? Because faith needs to have action. Okay? And yes, it works by love, but it needs to go into action. You need to do something. You need to take a step. You've heard me say over the months, step out of the boat. Life looks different, you know. And then the Lord reminded me of Deuteronomy 7. When you go into the promised land, there's going to be some criticism. There are going to be some ites there. The Hittites, the Givites, all these ites, they all stand for different things. You know how we love to let the balloons off at Chosen? Well, I think we've done it seven or eight years. So I don't know how much a hundred balloons has littered up the ground a year. I don't really care. That's, ah, Julie, Pastor Julie doesn't care. No, I don't care. Because somebody hugged me this year so passionately. She said, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you for doing this. I let a balloon off and it went up and up and up and up. I've never done anything like that. You can call it a prophetic act. You can call it a symbolic act. I don't know. How do you let go of the things that burden your head down? So you have this message all across you. You just want to be wanted and you just want that bad thing that happened to just move. I don't know. Someone's going to have to help me next year if we do it again. Because how do we let our cares go? I never go up to the barn without changing. I never go into prayer without God showing up and changing me. That's why you persevere. That's why I took you over to John 16. Ask and keep on asking. Hey, did you forget? Does God have a memory? I want you just to watch this because... Go on. Hello, I'm Julie Anderson. We're here in Maida Vale in London. And... I want to bring you a word of encouragement. I was reading this this morning from Psalm 99. I've written it down on my notes. The Lord will also be a refuge and a high tower for the oppressed, a refuge and a stronghold in times of trouble, high cost, destitution and desperation. The woman I worked for, who was Kenneth Copeland's prayer coordinator, my first job in God's kingdom, she used to pray this over me all the time that God would be with me in times of high cost and destitution and desperation. There were many times I was desperate financially. And I'm going to pray for you in a minute, and I pray that you'll hear, you'll have ears to hear. In fact, let me have a word of prayer for you. Father, I thank you. I thank you in the name of Jesus Christ for the order that you bring to our lives from heaven, that in times of high cost and desperation and destitution, You are a high tower, and I thank you for that in Jesus' name, that we can come, we can come to you, and you are a high tower. You are a defense 
from oppression and depression. I thank you in the name of Jesus for the anointing. Thank you. So be quick to go to God. How many of you are facing financial problems? I want you to stand up and I'm going to pray for you. Father, thank you. Thank you, Father. You see people standing before you who are being persistent in faith. And Lord, we don't know when you're coming. We don't know when it's our last day on the earth. But we do know that we do live in the spirit. And like Pastor Rod's always saying, your house is a house of abundance. I know, we know that you are a high tower to us. And I thank you that many years ago when I lived in that Stuart town, I lived in that high tower and you showed me the city. You knew down the road leading prayer, leading church, doing things. You know what people are going to be doing. So we pray right now for the encouragement that's in heaven to come to people who need doors of opportunity to open. We command them to open up. Open up, you doors of abundant supply. Open wide. Open wide. We are not about to be forgotten because you haven't forgotten us. And I thank you for the relationships and the people who come into our lives in the future, be drawn to us like a magnet. And we receive. We receive. We receive. We receive. We receive restitution. We receive redemption. We receive whatever we need. We receive. We receive. So angels, be quick to listen and hearken to us as heirs of salvation. Come on, bring it on. We expect a week of an abundant supply of blessings in Jesus' name. And we're going to pray until we win. That's right. If you've won, you can sit down. If you've won, you know you've won. You know that marriage, that job, whatever it is, you just keep going until you win. And you have to look at yourself. Maybe you've got a despondent spirit you've got to get rid of. Maybe you've got a despondent attitude. Maybe you think you're no good. Well, why would anybody do that? But people do. People care about you. God puts it on their hearts to care. So, Father, we thank you for a breakthrough for Rich. What a name. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Just forget where you are. Don't worry about that. Forget where you are. God's given you such incredible grace to go and knock on the door of the rich and famous, the mouthpieces of the world. Amen. You just receive. Receive fresh favor in Jesus' name. Don't be quick. One time God said to me, stop hurrying. I'm like, what? I got to be there at 11. I was running the prayer school at the time. He said, but it took years for that situation, some situation I was praying about to get that way. It took years. Give me some space. 
You know, give God some time. Don't say to God, unless you do it right now, I'm not going to believe. And we all do that. Okay. But the Bible teaches us to be persistent and persevering. So what are you going to be in faith for? What about if Jesus does show up tomorrow? I'm like, oh, my gosh. Please don't. I've got more to do. We had one of those conversations the other day where I said, okay, I've done the book. I got the book out. Should we go? Rod goes, no, we're not done. I'm like, no, I know we're not done, but he wouldn't be, he wouldn't be cross with you, God, because you're his kid. But the bottom line is you've got stuff to do. There are other people who are going to come into your life. There are other people. Sometimes we get our strength from being around somebody rich and famous that's okay, but God's got other people to come. Don't, don't be upset and don't be, think you're a failure. Just pray. So I'm not going to turn this into a prayer meeting, okay? But I do know that if you pray and if you ask God, he will cause you to be a light among darkness. He will cause you to shine. He will fill you up. He will make the place you to sing. That's why I love that video you sent me, because it was you singing that song in a little restaurant somewhere, and I, I can't tell the full story like you shared it all on the thing. But, you know, God will do it. Many times we help God, but only you and you in your relationship with God can say, what should I persevere in? You know, I know you'd like to move to another town or another nation. God knows that, but you have things to learn where you are. There are deeper places God has planned for us in this season. And I pray that you, instead of saying, well, I can't go on, of course you can go on. Of course you can bring an end to this nonsense of, well, I can't do it without him or her. You know, you can. You can do it with God. God wants us to have persevering faith. I think, you know, well, we can't do that again. Yes, we can. We can keep doing whatever we know to do. We just keep doing it. Rod keeps giving you seed every week, every week, every week. We've le- we're learning how to love. We're learning that love never fails. I was thinking, wow, we just irritate each other. And God said, no, love doesn't. Love isn't irritable. What do I know about love? I'm learning. I'm just like you. I've got a big L plate on. It's hard to confront people who don't get it when you say, I'm really trying to make success in this area, to treat my body better as a holy temple of God, to treat other people better, to be forgiving. I'm really trying. Please help me. Huh? Please help me. I'll keep you to that. I'll hold him to that. It's hard to give the mic back over because you know. It's better to give than to receive them. So we thank you. Come on. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Father. We thank you that 
Our life is in your hands. You know, you know where your plan is for us. So I thank you for a shift, a week of shift for every one of us, that things shift. We totally, just like driving a car, sometimes you just shift gear. Sometimes you just make a decision. You know what? I'm going to keep praying till I win. I'm not stopping. I'm going to pray again. Some of you just need to receive that. I win if I keep going. I win. It hit me the other day. You know, good Lord, we're Christians. We're Christians. We have winning power. You've heard me say, if you're here, you're a winner. Because you made it up the mother's uterus. I don't even know how all that stuff works. So don't expect me to be full of theological facts and all that. I just know if you're here, you're a winner. I don't try to be what I'm not and pontificate something. I just know God chose me. And I thank God he chose me. And I thank God he showed me heaven and he showed me hell, which was really sobering. Because you think about people who step out of this world and they may be royal in this world. We Gosha went with me the other day to Clarence House. Wow, that was interesting, wasn't it? Such an amazing atmosphere. And it was like, don't touch anything. And I sort of lingered by the Steinway and thought, and I just, a little bit, just tinkered. Nobody said anything. So a friend of mine, I told a friend of mine, they said, oh, you're probably on those cameras. They probably got cameras everywhere. I said, oh, big deal. Who cares? I'm glad I did it because I had to break something about the Steinway and the concert pianist and my family's expectations and everybody else's expectations. You know, you just want to get alone with your gift, don't you? God's given you a gift, every one of you. You have a gift. I don't know what it is, but you have it. Didn't you pray for somebody and they got healed? Well, there's plenty of people in here to pray for. If you need healing, you need to go see this young man. Hips, you're good on hips. No, he's good on God. He's good on God. I just pray you get expanded a little bit because I was thinking, okay, this is the month to put things that have been out of order into order. And I thought, persevering faith, that's a bit boring. God said, get on with it. (laughs) He just, you know, the Lord talks to you and he's like, so basic sometimes. It's like when he told me to type when I was a young girl. I thought, learn to type. He said, I thought, that is the most boring future I can think of. Thank God I took that secretarial typing course when I was about 17. Because I needed it, and we really need it now. And some people say to me, oh, I can't do text that quickly. And I'm thinking, well, I'm, I can't do it that quickly. But anyway, so... Persevere until you win, Second John says, and receive back. Make a decision. You've got a dream in your heart. Don't leave here today. Now, I want you to just put your hand up and be brave if you need to receive Jesus. If you've never received Jesus, please put your hand up. Okay. Anybody else? Okay. Okay, now, so let me pray. Father, in Jesus' name, and say this with me, Father, in Jesus' name, 
I receive Jesus as Lord of my life. I receive forgiveness of all I've ever done in the past. And I thank you. You've made me a new creation. And from this day forward, I will understand spiritual things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The spiritual things means you're going to look into the Bible. It becomes a daily thing to look into the Bible. It becomes a daily habit. You make it a daily habit. I don't know where I'd be if I didn't get up in the morning and go first to the Bible. I don't want to hear the news. I don't want to get on my computer and read your emails. I don't want to do that. I just want to get up and go to my place where I meet God in a certain place. I always do that because that's what he showed me. Okay? Let God show you how you receive how you can conquer stuff that gets in your head. There's, you have to know where I came from, the rolling stones, life around them, the drugs, the best of what the world has to offer. You have to know I had to get this head and thought patterns renewed. I had to humble myself. When, when I never, ever, when I wrote the book, I never thought, they, one of them would read it. But I had an email the other day that said, thanks for the book, it looks great, and so do you. And I was kind of bowled over. I thought, crikey. Okay. So anyway, what are you going to learn from this morning? To persevere until you win. Um, so I had this email from one of these guys, famous musician, if I told you who, famous person. And I just thought, wow, they're going to read the book. I was like, wow, you're going to get saved. Well, then I started thinking, well, you should do the music for the movie. Well, why not? Get, get people involved. Come on. The Bible says when you are saved, you should stay in the same station. You should remain in the same station. Some of you are looking for like this dream position, and it's like right where you are. Just keep going. God's going to get people to notice you. I feel like we could drop a pin right now. <laughs> I do. Doesn't it feel like that? Boom. Drop a pin. Okay. So, persevere until you win. We were on this uh, Deborah prayer court call a few months back. And that just came up out of me. I said, come on, let's pray. Let's pray till we win. After all... People say, well, I'm tired of praying about that situation. Oh, really? You've given up? Fine. You're defeated. You know there's much more to your life. And that doesn't mean you have to finagle your way and, and manipulate. Let God do it. Just go to God as a bare, vulnerable heart and say, Lord, I want all that you have for my life. I want all the power, I want all the glory that you want to flood through me and through the nation and through the city and through whatever I do. Let it happen. Let it happen. Let it happen. Who is he? He's a redeemer. He wants to redeem. 
This nation has been absolutely vital in pouring out God's voice to the rest of the world. You think he's not going to do it again? You think he doesn't, he hasn't held back a few choice things? And he'll tell you sometimes, years ago, must be at least 10 years ago, he said, I'm keeping the psalmist for last. You know, where's um, Cynthia? That was so good. Is she gone? Oh, you're there. Well, you know what? Just be bold. Be braver. Be bold and be braver. Whatever God is saying to you, sing it. God, God wants this church to shift into the sounds of heaven to the world. He's got, he's got his hand on this church. And Lord, I thank you. Praise you. I thank you that deep in people's spirits, in their hearts, they're not giving up. They're not moving away in defeat. Satan, we break your power in Jesus' name, and we say that no weapon formed against us will prosper in the name of Jesus. And we just stand the ground, and we thank you. Prayer is changing the future and changing this nation. We thank you. We thank you for it. We thank you. We don't always do everything right, but we are in faith. And I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, you help us. We believe you've really enjoyed this message. For further information, visit www.commonwealthchurch.org and feel free to join us on any Sunday 